0: This is a pay on media production. Man, the amount of people that just randomly are like, yeah, I listen to your show. Yeah, I know you from your show. I'm like, yeah. the numbers don't show that on Pinecast, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the follow-up question should now be: So, are you subscribed and do you listen to every episode, or did you only listen to like one? And you're like, oh, to the yeah. to
0: the ones that I posted on Top Tech Tidbits or Blind Bargains, and you listened to that one episode and didn't subscribe. And then the follow-up question to that is: Why haven't you subscribed yet?
1: Right, that's the next question. If the answer is, oh, well, I only listened to the one episode that I saw in this newsletter thing, it's like, well, right. why didn't you subscribe? No, I'm sorry. Why didn't you follow the show?
0: Yes, you followed the show, man. Did you see Marco says follow now too?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, was sad. That was sad.
1: Yeah, I was a little sad too. He was a little sad about it when he said he's probably gonna have to do it because he's like everybody else. If every he's like if everybody else starts to do it, I'm gonna have to move over because that's what Apple does. So mm. that's what people are gonna expect to see. I'm like, man, that is so sad. It says follow the show now. Does Castro say follow? Uh, no, it says subscribe still. Oh, I might switch just for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry to interrupt, but it's
0: time. Demasi and Michael just talking tech,
1: and we are live. Yep. <laughs>
0: So the microphone adventure continues, Damasi. You got something new, and I'm just gonna start out and say, "What are you using today?"
1: So we said in the last episode that microphone tests were over because we were done because we buy them and then we're done because we, we don't have enough money because nobody goes to slash support uh, so we don't to support us. Yeah, so we don't have enough money to just keep buying random microphones to try them out. I did, however, uh, immediately, almost nearly immediately after the show, (laughs) broke that. (laughs) Uh, And I went and ordered the Shure Beta 87A, which is still, and still is today, my favorite microphone that I've ever used. Uh, And the reason I went and got it is because I listened to, no, I actually, let me take that back. I listened to episode 95, actually. I actually listened to the show uh, after it was published. I was
0: very surprised. And
1: then I went back and listened to 93. You should go check out 93 because the title was great. I don't remember what it was now, but it was amazing. Uh, Oh, what is that baby doing with the mixer? That's what it was.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's
1: why I chose that And you
0: have to listen to the whole episode to to get the answer.
1: (laughs) You have to listen to the whole episode to get the answer. What is the baby doing with the mixer? Uh, And then
0: subscribe. Don't just listen to random episodes.
1: Exactly. Uh, But I listened to 95, which had me with the uh, Electro Voice ND 96 microphone, uh, which is still a great microphone. And then I went back and listened to 93 with me. Uh, on the audio technical because for me that is a better test because my ears can get a little fatigued just listening to myself over and over again out of reaper mm-hmm. And I was like, well listening on headphones the way that I normally listen to podcasts and listen to myself in 95 listen to myself in 93 and it's like, okay There is a slight quality increase between the two of those but not nearly enough so I said, well, I'll go pick up the Sure Beta 87A and I will try that out and do some testing. So I went and got the Beta 87A because I was like, well, I do still have enough time to return the Electro voice if the Beta 87A really does sound significantly better. And it was still on sale. So picked it up and did some tests and I um, I picked this one. <laughs> <laughs> i picked this one i will link to uh or or well mike will probably link to or embed no we won't embed it because then that'll confuse people who have two players
0: yeah we'll
1: we'll link to in the uh show but notes. we'll link in the show notes at on bay.com slash dm96 uh to the the okay. final mic test that i did uh which was just between the beta 87a and the electro voice um N D ninety six and tweet at me and let me know which one you think is better. I do not tell you which one is which in the test, so just pick the one that you like and then tell me what you think. Most people went with the same one that I picked though, uh which is the sure beta eighty seven A. But but it's not instantly gonna be clear to you, uh, unless you have a really, really, really good ear, way better than mine. <laughs> Uh, which one is which when you're listening. So just pick for listener's sake. But I did have one person who said that she preferred the indie, it's the one she picked was the 96. She was like, because it gives you more of that radio voice sound, and it's a little it's a little bit bassier. And I was like, yeah, that's one of the reasons I kind of don't like it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> give me as flat of a response as you can for my voice, and then I can go EQ it to make it sound like that.
0: Oh, you mean you don't want, like, uh, bass to go all the way up and then people hear you bassy? Yeah,
1: because it also, you know, increases the popping as well. Yep, uh, yep, sure But, does. you know, if I want to add, you know, some of that, I could do something like this. I probably shouldn't have done that. All right, Mike, you're editing because... <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, no 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 you're, you're doing this one it's okay it'll 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 all turn out it'll all turn out so good you for those who don't know demasi has the same microphone that i do it'll be interesting to see the difference between dm 96 and 95 and listen to both of those maybe one right after another to see what we and i promise you this wasn't our secret way of getting you to go listen to multiple dm series episodes but i wonder how different it's going to sound and then le- roll right into dm 93 why did you go to 93 and not 94 because i
1: like the title oh that's What's right. that baby doing with the oh, let me get the exact because i feel like there was something about an iphone in there too
0: yeah why is uh baby got that iphone in the mixer i think
1: yeah what's that baby doing with the iphone in the mixer yeah i like the title and i couldn't remember why we had that title so <laughs> so you had so to, to, to listen, listen to,
0: to it. find out
1: yeah yeah, I like the title. I don't remember what DM ninety four was, but it it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the best title we've ever had.
0: It, it was not as clever as what we've done before. Uh,
1: but yeah, that's why I went back to ninety three. Was I just like the title?
0: Yeah, it's a dog is kind of boring.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I didn't remember why we remember had that why title. It's a dog. Even, but <laughs> yeah, what is that baby doing with the iPhone in the mixer was good. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go listen to that. Uh
0: so Damasi, you and I both are aware of I'm kind of torn on what we should talk about with this because this episode's going to come out after it's already done
1: yeah i thought about this uh last week and then i didn't think to put it in the show notes when i was adding stuff earlier this week uh wwdc is coming up we're gonna be publishing the tuesday the day after wwdc so by the time anybody that's not listening live or that is not subscribed to the newsletter hears this uh wwdc will have happened so i for sure really didn't want to spend a lot of time talking about what we predict is going to happen uh, or what we expect. But if you have something like specific that you want to, that you've heard that may be going on or just some, some general like, Hey, it'll be great if they fix this or improve this sort of things. I'm absolutely open to discussing that. Uh,
0: or if you as the listener, want wanted something that you didn't get this year, feel free to tweet at us because we'll be glad to, to, explore that with you. Right now, the only thing that I want to see that I know we're not going to see is these glasses that everyone's talking about, especially after the announcement that Apple made for Global Accessibility Awareness Day, where they were talking about using LiDAR to to do door detection, which honestly, I don't I don't need door detection myself. Most of the time I can find the door and I can figure out uh, how it opens quickly. I can see where that would be useful, especially for a blind individual or any individual in a wheelchair to have that data, but most specifically a blind person so they can tell what type of door they're coming up to. But it also made me think about what is Apple going to do with LiDAR functionality and is LiDAR functionality, as some podcasters have mentioned, possibly going to be in the glasses whether that be ar or vr probably ar because i don't see apple getting into vr too much but is that lidar functionality or something equivalent going to happen going to be there or or is apple gonna pull a google and put a camera on the glasses which i don't think they'll do that but it will be interesting if or when we see this we honestly probably won't see these at wwdc but that's honestly what i want to what i want to see
1: yeah i'm I'm excited somewhat like I'm not super excited because I I still feel like we're kind of a ways off before a lot of just the general practical issues of AR glasses are solved. And then on top of that, you got to factor in Apple and accessibility, which, you know, I don't think they're going to release anything that's not usable uh, for the access you know, community that needs accessibility features. So I but I am excited for that fact that I know they're not going to release these and I can't use them. Uh, yeah. I'm also not really excited about the projected price for the <laughs> <laughs> 2 grand. <laughs> uh, I've heard anywhere between 2 to 3 grand and it's like yeah, yeah so I'm probably going to be skipping that first pair. Mm.
0: Unless uh, more people go to com slash support. Tell you what, if we get enough people to go there, then
1: we'll buy some for the
0: show absolutely. and send them to Demasi and We may have to
1: share them. them. Uh, just right? like, uh, I'll test these out, Mike, and then I'll put them in the mail. Too. <laughs> 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 but I am excited to see what they do in that space. One thing that is also interesting based off their global accessibility uh, Awareness Day announcement About the LIDAR And door detection uh, And like you It's not a thing That I really super need There are times Where I can I, I can envision Like days of being In Atlanta And like trying to figure out Like where the hell Is this door Cause it's mm. just a big strip of, of places and it's all glass. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but what I do there is I just find a door and then I'll open it and I'll walk in. And I'm like, hi, how's everybody doing? So listen, I'm looking for this place. Is you, you guys are not and that usually place. Usually someone will help you. Uh, yeah. So can you tell me how far away from that place I am? That, that, that works 99% of the time unless you open an office and apparently nobody's sitting in there or they don't want to talk to you. But that's never actually happened to me. Uh, But I was interested in the fact that this is a feature that depends on LIDAR. And currently, as we were talking today, the only devices that have LIDAR are the 12 and 13 Pro phones. And I believe the iPad Pro are the only devices that have LIDAR. So the fact that they're adding this to me really should. uh Kind of hints at the fact that the phones this year, the just a regular, uh, what is it, 14 we're going to? The 14s, yeah. uh, Will that, that LiDAR sensor will be pushed down to the the uh, cheaper phones, the, the less expensive non-pro phones. Because uh, I don't think Apple would release that feature and then it's like, oh, well, you don't mm-hmm. get this unless you have LiDAR. And then the only way you get LiDAR is to go buy an iPad Pro, nobody's going to walk around with that, or an iPhone Pro, which I'm not going to buy because I don't want it.
0: Do you think they're going to, one of the rumors I heard is possibly they'll roll LIDAR down to the 14 and drop the mini line and just stick with the SE 2022 if you want a smaller device. Because you don't get some of the features that even the standard phones get in the SE. I'm thinking the U1 chip. uh, Oh, man, you
1: don't get face ID either. Yeah. Still touch ID.
0: Well, that's why some people get the SE, though, is because it doesn't have face ID. Yeah
1: uh no I, i'm I'm fairly certain that they're going to drop the mini this year the rumor that i have most consistently heard outside of that they're going to drop the mini which makes sense I, i'm imagining that maybe it didn't sell as well uh i like it personally as a phone but also you know i've all, i have also personally realized that in order for me to be anywhere near efficient at uh braille screen input on ios i need a bigger phone so Uh, (laughs) i'm probably not gonna upgrade (laughs) this year so i'll just use the pixel but the other thing is um the other rumor that i've heard consistently over i would say over the time even somewhat slightly before the 13s were even releases that with the iphone 14 so this year's release they're going to have the regular size phone uh, the pro phone which is the same screen size just pro uh, and then they're going to have two two larger max devices a non-pro uh-huh. and a pro max version so which i kind of like that as a thing i like the addition of the non-pro max phone because again i don't feel like you should have to go buy the the most expensive thing just to get a larger screen because what you're actually after is a larger screen and and the Android space has done fairly well with that uh over the years I mean not counting the Pixel because Google only releases a couple of phones at a time but uh, you know, Samsung and other handset makers in the Android space routinely have several devices that are that are, you know, pro level in, in mid tier and in lower range at different screen sizes. So you can get a six point seven, six point eight, you know, it's display for, you know, 300 bucks in the Android world. And, you know, the only way to get that size screen on an iPhone is to go buy a twelve hundred dollar iPhone pro twelve pro max or 13 pro max or whatever the pro max is that year.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. And and if you're not going to use those camera features in a lot of instances, or anything else that makes it a pro device, all you want is that bigger. You just
1: screen. want that bigger screen, yeah. So that that is the. I sort of feel the same way about the iPad as well. Like I, I will, it will be nice when they release a larger iPad that is not a pro. Mm, uh, a, gotcha. Again, because I don't think everybody wants the pro features. Like the iPad Air I have is an amazing iPad. I mean, it does have an M1 chip in it, but I don't know if that makes <laughs> a difference to anything or not. But it is pretty good. Like, I don't feel like uh, I need an iPad Pro for anything, personally. Ah, uh, gotcha. Teal would prefer to have a slightly larger iPad than the iPad Air is. Uh, but again, I don't necessarily think the features that come with the Pro at this point are anything that she needs. Because the only thing that she would get right now going up to a Pro iPad would be... Uh, the USB-C port would be Thunderbolt capable, which she ain't plugged nothing into hers, but the charger anyway says she got it, so that ain't gonna make a difference to her. And um, there's a few other minor things that I can't even remember, but again, I know they wouldn't make all that much difference to her. It's right. the screen size that she cares about. It's the more size about. of the screen. Yeah, more yeah. so than the, because, you know, we got Pencil too on, the, on all of the iPads except for the 329 iPad now, so, you know, the magnetic pencil snapping to the side, we get all of that Uh, so yeah just screen size so good deal that we're gonna get that uh i I am excited to see lidar come down because there are some some other use cases that have been out there since they introduced it and i just couldn't bring myself to buy a pro phone to check it
0: so demasi you and i did something live on clubhouse on wednesday and you're gonna go back and edit that up a little bit oh (laughs) (laughs) so we did no when i was Oh, oh, did you want to go there cuz I was going to mention one
1: thing about WWDC. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead with the <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> So what I was excited about, and I don't know if you saw this with the Global Accessibility Awareness Day, is that Apple also announced some live transcription for every audio yeah. slash video on your phone. But more importantly, they also announced live transcription for uh, things around you, so you could set your phone on a conference room table, for example, and have that text transcribed what people are here, uh, what people are saying that the phone hears. But they are also bringing that to Mac OS, apparently, and giving you the ability that you have on the Pixel 6 uh, or 6 Pro, and that is the ability to type to someone and they'll hear what you had to say on the other end for someone who's nonverbal. With that announcement, Apple announced more natural sounding voices and up to 20 different languages of different voices. So I, I really want to see where with AI they go with that. And I just learned about a couple of AI tools online that do voice to text and apparently for like 500 bucks, I'll... I'll i'll see if i can find it because i haven't actually verified this yet it's something i heard but apparently for 500 bucks you can go and record some samples and then they will get you a digitized version of your voice that you can use to make it say things and that's that's both scary and amazing and it makes me wonder what's going to happen and what ios is doing in the near future
1: Mm. yeah that 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 ai voice stuff is uh it's disturbing. It's impressive but scary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's
0: impressive what we can do, but it's scary also about what we
1: can Yeah, do. man, because people can make me say anything.
0: So those those really caught my attention from the Global Accessibility Awareness Day because transcription, like live transcribe, would be nice. Yeah, that
1: that is going to be extremely handy. Uh, I remember when Microsoft debuted that feature and i don't know when it actually hit skype as a as a feature and how that all shook itself out but i do remember their initial demonstration several years ago it's been oh oh man at least six years probably now
0: yeah it's been a while
1: yeah uh where they demonstrated that and they were demonstrating live transcription for uh translations Uh, So if I was, you know, the first thought that occurred to me is I actually know some people in Georgia, the the uh, Eastern European Georgia, not the Georgia that's next door to Alabama where I grew up at. Uh, And I know a few other people kind of over in that space, like in a few Italian people. And it's like, it would be cool if we could talk on Skype. I mean, we already talked on Skype, but it would be cool if they could talk natively and I could talk natively. And we still have a probably a maybe possibly better conversation because they're not struggling to come up with the English phrase or word for what they're trying to say to me because, of course, I'm the dummy that doesn't know a different language at all. So (laughs) they have to talk in English because I don't know Italian uh, or any Slavic languages or any other languages for that matter. I've heard Google
0: Translate is doing great with that.
1: Yeah, I I have been tempted to try out. Uh, I haven't tried Google Translate other than to translate a few web pages that for some reason show up in German, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> cause it's like, but I know this site is in English because I've been here on different pages. Uh, but I have been tempted to try out the translation feature, and I just hadn't really had an opportunity to try out the translation features that are in iOS now with the Translate
0: app. I forgot that was a thing.
1: Uh huh. I don't know. A lot of people probably have forgot about. Let's see if Apple has forgotten about it, or if it makes a big, you know, big splash either at WWDC or when they, you know, do the announcements of the new devices in, in in the fall.
0: So I've been playing with the Pixel phone a little bit more, mainly just because it's sitting on my desk, and I'm like, hey, I have this thing, I need to play with it, or I'll pick it up to read some mail through Lookout. Lookout. That's st- yep, still the best experience. Oh, that's that's hilarious Demossi. so we apologize live stream listeners if you didn't know you can listen to your own pay live when we record something thanks to demossi's talented work at your own pay.com slash live but Damasi, when you say something while i'm talking magic boost compresses my voice and pushes it down <laughs> to give your priority mm-hmm. so people won't hear it in the edited show but if you're live we apologize we'll, we're gonna we're gonna edit this up and yeah get it we we
1: consistent. will i'm gonna re- rebuild our live session that we're using actually because we're, we're doing more with it and i've just been it's turned into a frankenstein session because i just <laughs> keep adding stuff to all i'm like yeah, i need to do this okay add that uh, add that and so now i just need to kind of do some refactoring with this whole session so it will not be that way next week and i will endeavor not to talk when mike is talking so it doesn't try to step on him i don't wonder why it's prioritizing me over you since we're both going into the same block though makes no sense that
0: maybe your voice is louder to it and so it's prioritizing you i don't know mm. but you can hear it ducking my voice under your voice it's hilarious <laughs> and again it won't make it into the recording but it is uh, just just wanted to let some listeners who may be live know what was going on so i've been playing with android lately because the phone's been sitting on my desk and i kind of really need to start using it more and i picked it up today and like this is a This isn't a bad experience now that I get used to the gestures. For example, you use two fingers to swipe up from the bottom of the phone to open your launcher. And then I'm using the native Google launcher. So I just touch the app drawer or the uh, dock at the bottom with my five apps and I just swipe up with two fingers. And that fluidity of it, fluidity? There you
1: go. You got it. (laughs)
0: That fluidity of it is definitely, uh, nice because I can just, you know, bring, when I got the event notification, I just brought two fingers up, slid down, and then I was able to open the event. Then I went to go type something and I went to write a letter. I I think it was the example that we were writing. I was writing just, and I found the H and I went to side my finger over to the J But I couldn't find the J, and I ended up putting a K there. And little things like that, I will admit I did try to two-finger double-tap to start dictation when I got frustrated with typing, and that did not work. (laughs) And, yeah. uh, Lastly, the calendar application on Google. Did you get my chat message?
1: I did. I replied to it.
0: Oh, okay. I, you, you, I probably just have notifications off, for I don't know why I didn't, or I got notified and ignored it. But it was nice to be able to just jump into the calendar event, chat with you real quick, and then uh, jump out of it. But everything is either in Gmail or Calendar now. Uh, so the one thing that I do wish Google would do... There's a lot of things, but one thing on mind right now is to me, it would make sense if I was to double tap and hold on a event, uh, give me the more options menu where I can delete that event. Or if I use three finger tap once to open the menu for talkback, give me the actions menu, which is not available right there on the event in order to perform the more, the more actions button that you get when you're inside of an event. Does does that make sense because that was kind of
1: convoluted? Mm, I think I followed all of that. So
0: if you open an event in the top right corner, there's a more actions button. Mm-hmm. If you tap on that, then you can uh you can duplicate or you can delete or you can edit an event and you I, I what i'm saying is it would be nice if you could get to that menu just by taking an action uh, on an event
1: gotcha so yeah that does make sense and i i have noticed in some areas where options don't appear as easily although apple has gotten a little bit bad with that too with so much stuff being hidden behind a triple tap uh for example on ios One of the things I don't like prior to iOS 15, I think, I want to say probably iOS 14 and before, uh, for sure, 13 and before, though, when you went to a message thread and you went up to the top, you started at the top and you would see the person's name. There's a button that you can tap on to open up the contacts or open up their contact card or whatever Mm -hmm. you used to be able to flick right twice. You know, one time would take you to like FaceTime and the next flick would take you to FaceTime audio or call yep. or one of those options, right? Uh, I may have that order backwards. But that way I could very quickly hit the call, for example, on your contact uh, in our message thread and then it will pop up the options to do FaceTime audio or just call you or whatever. Uh, and I think it has started getting smart to where like whenever I would do it for like Amanda or Marlon, uh, it would just automatically FaceTime audio call them. Well, now... There's a FaceTime button there. That is, that is all that is there is a FaceTime button. Uh, yeah. Just like if you look at a contact card, you see FaceTime video and then you see call and you don't know what it's going to do if you tap that call. Right. Uh, is
0: it going to FaceTime call them or is it going to
1: actually you know, Is it going to phone them? call them? Yeah, I had a couple of charges on my T-Mobile because I accidentally called somebody outside of the country because of that. Because uh, I just tapped call assuming that it's going to do the appropriate thing that I normally would do in this scenario. However, if you triple tap on the, In messages in the thread If you triple tap on that FaceTime button You will get a uh, pop-up That will give you an option for FaceTime, audio, etc. Uh, And on someone's actual contact card, whether that be in the phone app or in the contacts app or however you manage to get there, triple tapping on the call button will bring up uh, additional options for FaceTime audio. Uh, But again, these are things that are hidden behind the interface and there's no indication that they're there. And these are these are natural things people are going to want to do. So it should be simpler to get to.
0: Are they not there, or is there no hint to it, or do you have your hints disabled? Because I have my hints disabled, so I would have never known that.
1: I do have my hints disabled, but I have noticed under certain scenarios where voiceover still gives you hints. So if you just slide your finger up from the bottom of your screen and hold it, for too long or let's say you slide it up like you want to go to the app switch and then you decide no actually i don't want to do that and you slide your finger back down to the bottom and then you just rest it there for a second don't take it off the screen you will hear uh lift to cancel uh or if you swipe down with one finger from the top edge of the screen you will hear it say if you just leave your finger sitting there after the little vibration haptic has uh triggered you know, give it a, about a half a second to a second, and you'll hear it say lift for notification center or lift for, you know, control center. So in some cases, they're still overriding or circumventing, however you want to look at it. My preference is to have hints turned off.
0: I think you are you on beta? No. Okay. So th- I, this appears to have been fixed in beta. Uh-huh because I was just doing it and it just taps and then I can slide my finger back up and it just taps but I don't I get no hints of that uh. so but I get what you're saying. You can set something that you would think is actually a setting and that it should take effect. And then Apple's like, no, nah, I'm just going to do it.
1: I'm going to tell you this because it's an yeah. unusual thing. It's not like double tapping, which you should be used to by now. We're going to tell you about this thing. But it's more or less like just the interface things that that are kind of being hidden or, or difficult to access. Uh, much like what you were saying with the Google Calendar app on Android, which I have not opened at all for any reason whatsoever, ever. Uh, Well, probably not ever, but um, probably not in some years.
0: I did go and look up the top 10 calendars for Android because I wanted a Fantastical equivalent. Still haven't found one, which makes zero sense to me. Why, Google? Why can't I naturally say meeting with Damasi at 4 p.m.? You should be better at that than third-party apps on iOS. They should at least be be as
1: good, right? They should at least be as good as Fantastical, if not better.
0: Yeah, yeah, so or or give that to me. I don't understand why they can't. Is that is that like a copywritten technology or something? Because in, in Google on the web, when I go right, uh, a call with the in the title, I can tab t- once to save, and then after that's the start date. And if I just put like June two, it knows to put June 2nd, 2022, I tab and I put one thirty P and I press tab again. It knows that that's one thirty PM. And then my, uh, end time automatically sets to two twenty PM. So, I mean, it's, it's doable. Google just doesn't push that all the way. Yeah, I'd I mean, like to be able to just say in the title, uh, meeting with the June 3rd at 1 PM or something and hit send.
1: Yeah, So it can't be due to any sort of um, Or at least I, I wouldn't expect it to be Due to any sort of copywriting Or uh, what's the word that that We're both looking for uh, I
0: don't know Some sort of infringement on their
1: Patents, patents, patented yes. technology Or anything like that by Fantastic Al Because Todoist has a similar input uh, Ha, see We did work it around and talking about Todoist In this episode <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you not see further down? I had to do it on there. Oh no, I got out. That far. <laughs> uh, but to do it has the same natural language input. So it, it can't be patent issues at all, right. Um, I, I just suspect that l- much like some people feel about some of Apple's applications where like nobody's working on that. that's why it hasn't gotten better. Like uh, maybe nobody's actually working on calendar input for Google. Uh, at the moment like it's there and it's being maintained but nobody's really doing anything to it to push it forward uh which is sometimes hey, how i feel about you know mail on the mac
0: google you're listening to this podcast you have my contact information and demossis we'd be glad to help you with working on the calendar product if you pay us <laughs> Had to that last part there.
1: I was going to say, because somebody's going to reach out and be like, well, Mike, you are on the, on, on the TT. So you could just, <laughs> or, you know, even you could just circumvent that and just go to accessible Google. What is yeah. it? Is it accessibility? Dot? No, that's not it. That, that
0: Google.com slash accessibility?
1: Yes. I was going to say, is it accessibility.google? But they. But
0: it's not an accessibility thing.
1: It's really not. A it's a point.
0: usability thing. And what's the difference? We're not getting into that conversation.
1: <laughs> nope, that did not work What, google.com slash accessibility? No,
0: accessibility.google Oh, yeah I'm like, yeah, it did It just went there <laughs>
1: no, I wanted to see if they had You know, done the flip around thing uh, What the hell is CoreOS? Uh, so That needs to also be moved I, I, okay. I meant to move it And then I had the idea to go fix your audio Level uh because it was more related to the topic of issues with you know voice over mac os and why i sort of think some of these things are not happening as swiftly as we would like them to because i think apple is trying to get all of their major oss back to a single core so that they can start uh writing or or designing interface for the their different devices Well, i guess we did just have the conversation
0: <laughs> don't need to move it down have you played with chromebooks
1: uh, i have not
0: and that might be something to move because i have nothing to say about chromebooks because it's been too long since i used one
1: uh no i have not played with the chromebook recently
0: okay well we do greatly appreciate all of you listening to our pod and no are listening
1: to no. our <laughs> stop stop uh uh-uh. I'm cutting that out if I edit, too. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> I ain't even leaving that shit in here. Nope.
0: Good, good, because I don't know where I was going to go with that. I was trying to
1: just keep <laughs> I going. know you were trying to move into that topic of where I had no pods or something, or don't call it a pod or whatever I said right there. <laughs> yeah. I, so here's the thing, right? I listen to a free podcast not nearly as many as you do because you were telling me to go listen to one i'm like yeah 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 i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna check it out anyway i listened to a a episode of a show that was actually recommended by bart Bouchatz on a recent episode of security bits as i catch up with the no silica cast um it was it's called the changelog okay okay and they had bruce nyer who I got to Bruce Snyder through the Security Now podcast where I've been reading his blog for years. He writes a lot about security things, whether it's, it's breaches that have happened or just different things around the security space. And, you know, that's one of my major focuses is, is security. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, I want to hear what this guy has to actually say about, you know, the topic, which was uh, I forget what the topic was now. Oh, securing uh, security with with future software development like how how does that look you know it was kind of the overall overarching topic uh for the podcast so i said okay i've I've heard of the change log as a show as a podcast but i never went to go listen to it so i went and checked it out and decent episode uh bruce should go buy a microphone uh first thing i'll say i did listen to the whole thing but he really needs to go buy a microphone uh I mean, you know, I'll sell him my AT2005 if he really can't, you know, <laughs> just just get a microphone, dude, seriously. Uh, but the other thing that jumped out to me, very good episode again. Yeah, here's some interesting thoughts. He does have some very strong opinions about uh, uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, effectively, he, to boil his opinion down very simply, they're useless and dumb. Uh, is his opinion of cryptocurrencies but this is the first time i heard someone seriously i've I've heard people jokingly kind of in passing and it never stuck around as like an ongoing joke but it's the first time i seriously heard someone say thank you for listening to our pod or if you're just now you know uh (laughs) checking out our pod and like this this is just the, the lingo and i was like no dude please stop Please
0: stop. Oh, Damasi, that sentence right there just tells all the listeners how many podcasts you do not listen to. (laughs) Because I've heard it. It's it's emerging more and more and more.
1: Well, but see, most of the podcasts that I do listen to, these people have been podcasting for years. And they're podcasters,
0: they're not potters
1: yeah like you know that's why i say i've heard the term being used but it was you know very sarcastically like oh yeah we're gonna start calling this a pod and then the co-host does exactly what i did to you like no uh-uh stop <laughs> this is we're not doing but, that but, no uh so yeah, i guess it tells you how many new podcasts i'm not listening to and man if i gotta sure. keep hearing that i'm probably gonna stop like seriously <laughs> i can't take it listen i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm not sorry Say what you want to say. It's your world. Do what you want to do. But I'm going to be honest. You don't sound cooler just because you chop off syllables in words. That's not really how it works. I know you think that's the way it works, but that's not really how it works. Me and Michael had this discussion about uh, the, the the phrase that seems to have come back into popularity for some reason over the past two or three, four years. I bruh. blame TikTok. <laughs> oh, TikTok <laughs> is where it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, Bruh. Like, yep. what's, going, what's happening, bruh? All right. I grew up during a time where that was a very common phrase around the places that I lived as a child. But also, also growing up during the time that I was growing up and during the time that Mike was growing up, because he's not very much younger than me, um, there were different, one, you didn't call everybody, bro. Uh, <laughs> no. This was a very specifically used Uh, slang term and depending on the way that it was used determined how things were about to go if me and Michael would have bumped into each other in like 89 or something I'm like what's up bro like cause we cool that's my friend that's my guy we alright we good some people I may have bumped into a hell if I bump into him today, and I'm like, ah, there you go, bro, what's happening? Like, man, so the next thing that is about to happen if you don't do exactly what I wanted you to do is that we're about to start throwing hands around here. Like, this is about to turn into a very violent situation. That uh, is not how that phrase, is, or that is not how that word is used nowadays. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I, I realize that because I've heard it. Like, I've heard other people use it. And I'm like, oh, but I hear people say other things that, you know, were were phrases or terminology used when I was growing up uh, and through my teenage years that meant something entirely different from the way that it is used today. Yeah, Like, you know, if you you were in a, if you were in the Walmart when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, you were in the Walmart and somebody says, hello, bro. All right, so we getting off this aisle right now because I don't want no parts of what may about to go down over here, bro, because I ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm out of here peace because the next thing is going to happen is whatever this person has just done like either they need to walk away from that situation or it's going to turn violent it is not a hi how are you uh replacement there Uh, (laughs) so (laughs) but it's it's language and language is always shifting and as i always say i'm a crotchety old man but pod please Pod,
0: pod does it for me too like there's some things that just drive me crazy and that's one of them it's when you call it a pod it's a it's a podcast
1: it is a podcast that that is the terminology that we have settled on. I mean, look, even Leo Laporte got off of his netcast thing, which, you know, mm. I, I, I mean, it didn't really bother me because when I first started listening to Leo Laporte shows uh, or, or the Twit Network shows on the Twit Network, like that was just what they were called. And yeah. I was like, OK, well, I guess that's fair for him to do that because he does do a ton of every show he does audio. There's video like every single right. show there, there's and, no and show he's that is casting just all, it over the net right so i was like okay cool that's a nice little little twi- twist of twist of phrase there okay you know you can have that even he's going back to just podcasts when, when 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 the mm, it's not politically correct to say what i'm about to say i don't think anymore i don't think we're supposed to say it this way but when the patent trolls were trying to sue some people For podcasting, because they said podcasting was copyrighted or some crap. Then Leo switched over and started using podcast instead of netcast because he was like, Yeah, we're gonna stand with everybody who they're trying to go after. I think Adam Curry was one of the people they went after. Leo said, I think Ah. he got a letter too at some point. Uh, But that was that was the whole thing about you know, kids go ask your parents because it was (laughs) way before anybody ever said pod, I tell you that much. Yes, hey. Maybe that's why people started saying it because they were worried about getting sued. Uh for using the mm, word podcast.
0: Mm, I didn't think about that, but but it's still a podcast.
1: But it's still a podcast. Yes. Please say use your words, okay? Just, just use your
0: <laughs> words. Use your words. Never spoken better. So, Demacia, I was going through 1Password today looking for something. I forget exactly what it was. And I saw that there was this RSS thing with the payone on it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So, can you tell people what you set up and how your experience has been with it? And why um, you explored setting, up, setting it up as well.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, and thank you
0: for setting me up an account. I haven't logged in because I think you forgot to tell me that I had an account there
1: um i didn't really forget to tell you so let me let, let's tell i'll tell people what we're talking about and then i'll tell you why you ain't heard nothing else about it so for i'm gonna say just about all of the time maybe not right at first but every i would say within the first year like google reader actually being officially going away uh, i have been paying for it and using i forget the name of it feed wrangler I always been, forget the name of it. Uh-huh. Because it just works and I don't even think about it until I get the reminder, used to get the reminder email uh, that it was coming up. From, like, oh, yeah, I did pay for that. Uh, feed. I've been using Feed Wrangler uh, to, as my RSS syncing service because I'm a crotchety old man. I still use RSS. Uh, and I like it. Doug so and I
0: we're talking about Thunderbird today, and about wow. how how f- f- RSS is a lot better than just getting information from Twitter because you know there's a hell of a lot less distractions when you're still using RSS. So if using RSS is a is a old crotchety man thing, I guess I need to admit that I'm an old crotchety man. Well, you have crotchety old man like tendencies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I've been using and paying for Feed Wrangler. Feed Wrangler announced at the, was it the beginning of March?
0: It may have been in April.
1: May have been in April. Beginning of March or April uh that they were uh and david smith underscore david smith who does pedometer plus plus app we've talked about before and sleep plus plus and some other stuff on ios uh is the guy behind that was running feed wrangler he announced that he was going to sunset feed wrangler so it's going to go into it was going to be completely shut down on march i want to say march 22nd of 2023 is for some reason what I'm thinking. Anyway, we will link to the actual post, uh, where he announces it too in the show notes at your own dot slash DL ninety six. But uh he said that he had switched over to using is it feedbin mike Does that sound right?
0: It does, I think so. It was it's that one where you can drop newsletters into it.
1: Yeah. He switched over to using, I think his Feedbin, I'm not 100% certain of that, but he switched over to using a service and he also arranged with the same company for his users that were Feed Wrangler users to be able to migrate, you know, set up a migration. So all you have to do is go log in, you know, click a particular link, log in and and do a a migration that will pull your data, including trying to preserve like your read statuses and your stars and all of that stuff from Feed Wrangler and bring those things into uh, Feedbin. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll try that out. I still have a year before I really have to even worry about it. So I didn't do anything about it instantly. And then I went and tried to set it up. Well, I went and set up a Feedbin account and did the import and all of that worked fine. And I was like, all right, cool. And one of the nice things is that Mike just mentioned is that you can, they give you, basically they give you an email address that you can, uh, switch your newsletters to be sent to, and then your newsletters that you get from different places will show up in your RSS reader and you can move them around and categorize them and all of that the same way you would with a blog RSS feed. So pause right there for half a second
0: mm -hmm. and give people a quick pro tip. If you are on groups.io, you can, and if you don't have this service, you can go and get an RSS feed that you can add to your RSS reader.
1: Hmm. Good tip. Good tip. You can also do the same if you are a member of any discourse uh, forum. So a lot of support and discussion forums for apps and things like that. Automators is one that comes to mind immediately uh, at what is it? Talk dot. Yeah, talk.automators.fm. FM. Yep. Uh, so places like that that are using discourse also, uh, you if, and you can just tag .rss on the end, to end of any category or label, depending on how they have their discourse configured. Uh, but you can just tag .rss on the end and add that to your feed. I actually have a couple of topics from some discourses in my feed reader just like that. So good tip. I don't think I remember that about groups.io. Hey, man, Google Group should do that, huh? I
0: I don't know if they don't do that.
1: Mm, good point. But I don't think I've seen it, though. Right. But anyway, so I set this up, and I was like, okay, well, I can, you know, this will be cool because I can start sending my newsletters there, which means I don't have to just help declutter my inbox. This would be awesome. And I could also add saved Twitter searches uh, to uh, Feedbin, I believe. So I was like, okay, it's going to be a cool experience. And it's only five bucks a month. You know, not terrible. You know. Business expense, because I do use my RSS reader to stay apprised of, uh, you know, things going on in the industries that I work in. So cool, I will do this. Then I remembered that Cloud Run also offers, there There are some open source feed readers that you can set up. Uh, so you don't have to be using Cloud Run to do this. Let me be clear about that. All of these are open source things just like wordpress that you can go install and host on your own server or in some cases pay for somebody else to host it for you or use cloud run so i said okay i'm gonna go set up my i've been meaning to do this and i just never did it but now's the time to go and check it out let me go and set up one of these feed readers so let me look at the ones that they offer uh, RSS syncing service is actually what I mean not, not feed reader, I apologize But let me go and look at the ones that they're offering Do some research on them And figure out which one gives me the features that I want And then I will install it and set it up And start syncing my feed that way And see how that goes Before I just start giving more money to somebody else Because uh, feed wrangler is like 20 bucks a year uh, Feed bin is going to be like 60 So yeah, let's rethink this before we just jump into that boat and so i went and set up one i don't remember which one it was i will find it and put it in the show notes because either i will be editing this episode and be reminded when i get to this point or michael will be editing this episode and be reminded when he gets to this and he will reach out and say hey you didn't give me the link for the thing so (laughs) and then he'll be like what thing uh the rss thing and i'm like oh yeah let me go and get that uh (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> but i did install one that looked like it was comparable to uh what feed wrangler was giving me as far as features. fresh rss ah there we go see mike went and looked it up or or i named it i put it in you the title it. of the one password thing yeah, oh, you okay. put it in the I'll title see, see that, that was, may
0: very well not be the actual title no nope, that's, it. The URL nope, that's what it to is look at the page
1: nope it's fresh rss that that is that is correct uh yeah, see, I was past me looking out for future me because he knew it was going to happen. <laughs> uh, so I installed and set up fresh RSS and went in and configured and did a whole bunch of stuff and imported my feeds. I think I imported my feeds. No, I did not import my feeds yet. So uh, and then I went to set up an account for Michael because I was like, well, I will get this set up in uh, Lyre, which is the RSS app I use on iOS. Only on iOS. I'm not paying for the Mac app. I also took the opportunity while I was switching my feed syncing service to take a look at, or take another look at um, Net Newswire, uh, which oh, is a free yeah. RSS reader. So installed that and tried to set that up with Fresh RSS, and uh, I keep getting authentication errors. Basically, uh, is what kept happening with Net Newswire. I did add Net Newswire to Feed Wrangler just to you know give it a go just to see how new net newswire would work the one major issue i have with it right now that i can remember that just sticks out to me about net newswire is there does not appear to be a way for me to configure it the way that i have lyre set up which is when i am browsing just the article list i just want the title in the publication or whatever I don't want uh-huh. the summary read out that that's essentially what the issue is like I don't want the summary and there you can
0: disable that on Lear very easily uh-huh
1: and there does not seem to be a way to disable that you can narrow down how much of the summary is read like one or two lines or something but you, something, but you can't just disable it yeah and I don't want that summary uh and I remember that being a thing I didn't like about it when it first came out too so back to Learay you know I said okay well let me try setting the first RSS in Learay and that didn't go well. Hmm. So authentication errors essentially is what it comes down to. It. And I just honestly have not had the time to go back and sort them yep. out. Yeah. Uh,
0: so if we find something that works, we'll definitely keep you informed.
1: Absolutely. But I did go ahead and create Mike an account there because I was like, well, Mike may want to check this out, too. And maybe
0: Michael doesn't get the authentication errors, and that'll help us with troubleshooting. But if but Michael's able That to could also it.
1: be true, too. <laughs> We already mentioned the live stream, or did we need yeah. to mention
0: it? Again? Yeah, no. So I was just going to say, I think it's time we start. If you want to mention to-do us pricing, and if you're using it, we can, or we can just wrap it up.
1: Ooh, hold on. When is that actually going to affect? Is it the 8th? Monday. Monday? Oh, no, no, there's no point in actually yep. mentioning it then. Yep. It was, well, I, I well realized hold on. I'll mention it for any. Is anybody listening live?
0: No one is live on Clubhouse. We apparently have one listener on Ice Castell.
1: Okay. Well, for anybody that hears this uh, right now, um, To-Do-Is pricing is changing. They're going up by, I forget, I think 25% on the monthly plan. So it's going from basically 4 bucks to 5 bucks on yep. the monthly plan. And then on annual, is going from $36 to $48. Or 48 yeah. So, uh, and that goes into effect Monday. Now, if you're already on a paid plan, then... You will, uh, you will keep the keep pricing that, that you pricing. have. Yeah, is which, is looks like. yeah I, which is good. Yeah, I, I cool. get
0: that they need to make more money, but I'm also glad that they're taking care of their current customers.
1: Yeah, I, I do appreciate when, um, someone needs to adjust their pricing for whatever reason that the people who are already paying you, they get to keep that price Yeah, Uh, because I I feel like it's a little, and sometimes I understand that you can't necessarily always do that, you know, like for example if I was hosting somebody's site and I was charging them one price and then like the price for virtual servers just tripled uh, because of resource issues, like I cannot continue to (laughs) offer you the price that I was offering you because then now I'm losing money, Right, that doesn't work but yeah, I do appreciate whenever possible that you know I keep I, I basically uh, maintain the current pricing that I already have, and you're not changing my plan on me. Uh, so, cool. Oh yeah, Delicious Brain sold all their plugins to WP Engine, <laughs> which means get what you need to
0: get and forget about what everyone else is doing because someone else is gonna buy more WordPress plugins eventually. When's Gravity Forms gonna get bought?
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That is sometimes a concern that that thought does go across my mind every now and then. And I think, though, if anyone were to buy them, I, I would like to say I would think automatic would be the ones to buy gravity forms. But I you could would, be wrong. You would hope.
0: That. Yeah.
1: Because uh, WP Engine has been snapping up a lot of stuff, man. So, you know, they got the themes, they got the development environment, they got some developer tools, they got some other things to help off with media and email. So, I mean, I guess the only thing they are missing is a forms plugin.
0: <laughs> Let's not think about that. But if you hear news of WP Engine buying Gravity Forms or anything else, feel free to share it with us on Twitter at the DM series. I always question that. Is that right?
1: It's at the DM series.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I need to sign into that app in spring. At the DM series on Twitter. He's on Twitter at Damasi D-A-M-A-S-H-E. I'm on Twitter at Payom, P-A-Y-O-W-N. And show notes and demossi's edited version of this show can be found at
1: youronpay.com slash DM96.